When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Joe and Amber podcast. (laughs) I don't know if I'm feeling like they're in this thing at the moment here. It's for all the marbles tonight. Whoever wins, wins the national championship. This is the ending, the finale of the College World Series. The Tigers, the Gators, they're up 6-2 right now in the second. Oh, they're up six two. I, I'm not watching. Can you give me the update, Amber? Give me, give me How the. Dare you. Uh, well, first of all, I could give you an update, update if my phone that I'm watching it on wasn't buffering every five seconds. So I actually don't know what the score is or what's happening. Is the Gators storm back? I'm hoping because it says six two bottom of the second on my screen, but it's been buffering for quite some time. They're off to a great start. Uh, two down, bottom two, no one on for Florida. Here's the thing, though, Amber. Don't give up hope yet. This team scored 24 yesterday. They can do it. You didn't see it, but they can do I it. I saw <laughs> half of it. Again, a, another little scheduling snafu. It happens. I saw have. I have been there for this team in a way that I have rarely ever been there for Gators baseball. So I'm sure that they appreciate me tuning in. Joe and Amber's presented by Progressive Insurance. Make sure your family is well taken care of with life insurance. Protect your phones, laptops, and more with electronic device insurance and cover your furry friends with pet health insurance. There are crazy stats coming out of that game yesterday between LSU and Florida. So normally I'm a little bit more of a football gal because you don't know. Florida, a little bit more of a football school than a baseball school. Although right now uh, I will go ahead and claim baseball school considering what the baseball team is doing. But there were crazy stats coming out of that game where the Gators, I'm trying to find this stat. It was something like in 44 of the matchups between the football team of LSU and Florida that they hadn't scored as much as they scored yesterday in a baseball game in a college world series finale yeah it was absolutely bananas and in, in case anyone doesn't know what we're talking about the game yesterday started in the afternoon and amber uh, fake fan didn't realize that, that thought it'd be in prime time so didn't see it but there wasn't much to see after the first couple innings because florida punked lsu it was 24 to 4 but because it's baseball And it's the same sport where a team just lost a three-game series in the bigs despite outscoring their opponent 32-10 to across the three games. Uh, LSU is up by four today. And it was a 1-2-3 bottom of the second for LSU. So it's still a four-run game after two. And they were showing Paul Skeens, I believe, warming up in the clubhouse for LSU. And Paul Skeens is the best pitcher in the country, might be the number one pick in the MLB draft, throws 102 easy, and if he comes in, then the season is probably over. It's not over until I say it's over, Drew Carter. And don't (laughs) worry, there's still a lot of baseball to play. So we will continue to keep you updated on that game. But right now it is that time that we have to talk about Damian Lillard. Dame has become... Kind of like the Aaron Rodgers of the NBA, right? But like less annoying because I'm a Miami Heat fan and I desperately want Damian Lillard to come to Miami. I don't know if I was somewhere else in the country if I would find this story 
less annoying, frankly, though, because it does feel like every offseason in the NBA, we spend a whole lot of time on the Damian Lillard watch. He never ends up leaving. Nothing ever ends up happening. And this offseason, even more than most. And here we are again. And who knows if anything's happening or if that man's ever leaving Portland. Yeah, you know, there was no real news on this unless you include him being on Instagram Live with the song Miami playing in the background. That was news. That that was, first of all, I mean, that's as newsy as it gets, right? He was playing Miami, Instagram Live. That's what the kids do these days, Drew. You know how mm -hmm. it works. You're young. He's sending a message. He wasn't even playing it, though. I'm I'm sure it was somebody else. I'm sure it was a DJ at some hot new club in Portland or wherever he currently is located. Are there hot new clubs in Portland? You know where there's hot new clubs, Dame. Oh, my gosh. Miami, Florida. So here's my question for you, Amber. If Damian Lillard requests a trade and he goes to the Miami Heat, let's say he goes to Portland and says, trade me to Miami. Oh, go on. Would we give him as much hate as we gave Kevin Durant for no. joining the Warriors? Not even close. The Heat were in the finals last year. Well, first, yeah, but they, it's not a 73-win team. It was an eighth seed that found but itself in the NBA Finals. I, I mean, they, they broke all sorts of records getting to He'd an NBA Finals. would be joining a super team. Nobody expected them to. That's not a super team because they find themselves in an NBA Finals as an eighth seed. So, no, not even close. It is not the same situation. But just generally in terms of him, if he was to request a trade, which I'm not sure that this, that's how the story is going. And reportedly, Damian Lillard and his agent sat down with GM Joe Cronin today, today to discuss the franchise his plans moving forward. We don't know, of course, how those discussions went. For all we know, those discussions are Portland saying, yeah, Dame, it's time, buddy. Go ahead and and fly. Be a free bird because we want to go a different direction because we too have recognized as amazing as you've been. And you've been arguably the best player in franchise history. And we thank you for your loyalty. We too recognize that we can't get over that hump. This isn't a huge free agent destination. We're going to have a really hard time building around you right now to a win now capacity like you want. Go somewhere else. We need to do it through the draft. And you're just not there in your career anymore at this point. And so maybe it's the Trailblazers taking that approach and not Damian Lillard. But I do think if it was Damian Lillard sitting down with Joe Cronin today and saying, Joe, trade me. I want to go somewhere else. There's no backlash because he's been so loyal for so many years when a lot of other NBA players wouldn't be. And I think at this point, everybody sort of understands that Damian Lillard is in a different place in his career than, than Portland can really manage if he wants to win. I'm just saying KD spent nine years with the Sonic slash Thunder before leaving in free agency. And he was a free agent. He was. Do whatever you want when you're a free it's agent. It's stupid that everybody got mad about that. But everybody just got just, mad because of the 73 wins. I wasn't one right. of those people that got upset with it. Like, who cares? Everybody loves I, to hate on Kevin Durant. That's also part of this. I just think it's funny how it, it's such a different reaction. Because if Damian Lillard requested a trade, seems like everyone's on board with that. Seems like everyone agrees that's the best thing for him and the franchise. And, I mean, a lot of us want to see Damian Lillard move teams, but... When some guys request a trade or leave in free agency, they're vilified, and when some guys do it, it's totally okay. Damian Lillard, I think you're right, Amber. I think it makes sense for both parties because Lillard is going to be 33 this year, mm-hmm. and that's a Portland team that is not close to contending, in my opinion, which might say something about Damian Lillard but says more to me about the team that they have assembled around him. And their future are the guys in the backcourt 
who are 10 years younger than he is. Mm-hmm. Scoot Henderson, Anthony Simons, Shaden Sharp. That's who they want to build around, I think. And they're going to be better this year if they hang on to Dam- Damian Lillard, but probably makes more sense for them if they're looking toward their future, as they should be, to send him on his way and allow him to potentially chase a ring, whether that's in Miami or maybe somewhere else. Brooklyn doesn't make a whole lot of sense if he's trying to win a championship, but maybe it does in terms of what they can get back. Right. It makes sense That makes for sense Portland. for both teams. Uh, yeah. Brooklyn has, has a lot more picks that they can trade for Damian Lillard than Miami does. So maybe those picks look better. Maybe that offer looks better coming from Brooklyn. It would ha- it would probably take Damian then really speaking loudly, no, I want to go to Miami because I, it, that team would be better with me in Miami. Obviously, a team that was just in the NBA Finals. I don't know if he's that dude either or if he's like, hey, Portland, you know what? I love you so much that I will go wherever. I'm not going to put any pressure on you to do anything other than business as usual. Take the best offer that comes your way. I will go to that team and I will put my best foot forward for that team. I have no idea because he's a different kind of dude than a lot of players in the NBA. I do agree with you though. If I'm running the Portland Trailblazers, it's not that I don't love Damian Lillard because he's been fabulous for them. He's unbelievably exciting. It's that those other dudes that you mentioned and the Scoot Hendersons of the world when they weren't able to move that third pick in the draft or maybe they didn't bother. They've got a lot more time to build around Scoot than they do to build around Damian Lillard. And if you've got a decade to do it, you feel a lot better about your chances of being able to do it. And then also, if you traded away Damian, then you get the assets you need in order to do that. Whether it's the picks, which from both teams, they would get the picks, or even young players like a Tyler Hero that can fit into a young team because he himself is so young. So it probably makes a lot more sense from a philosophical standpoint. I could see Portland in this meeting with Joe Cronin and Damian Lillard and his agent today even saying to Damian, hey, let's try to work something out. It's like a game of chicken between those two. It's like nobody wants to say nobody wants to break up, but they both kind of secretly mm-hmm. want to break up, you know? They just have too many good memories together. But you can't is. you can't date someone because of the past. You have to date them for the future. And, and that they, is they, deep thoughts yeah. from a 26-year-old Drew Carter. So <laughs> take that as a great as Like, if you're 86 and giving that advice, I feel like I'm just saying it holds a little bit more weight. Like, you're 86, you've been married for 45 years or something. It's like, all right, it holds a little bit more weight than maybe 26-year-old Drew Carter. But I'm glad you're there and you're thinking so deeply, Drew. And spreading you. that knowledge to the country. Coming up next... Drew's going to continue to spread his knowledge to America. The Dame era in Portland could be ending this offseason. It could also be an end of an era in Philly soon, too. We will get into that. Joe and Amber is on ESPN Radio. Joe and Amber, the podcast. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. 
D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Joe and Amber, Drew Carter, filling in for Joe Fortenbaugh tonight. Find him on social, at Drudel25. You can find me as well, at Amber W Sports. Joe is on Fitz and Harry all week, filling in for those guys. So you can find him there if you miss him so much. But I'm sure you don't. Right? I mean, (laughs) Drew's here. What do you need to miss? That's a true friend right there, a true (laughs) co-host. Don't worry. I say the same thing to Joe when he's here, too. You know, I'm like, ah. Drew Carter, what do you mean? You don't miss him. You know, Joe's right. here. So right. that's that's what you do. That's how you win points with everybody around here at ESPN Radio. Joe and Amber is presented by Progressive Insurance. We have been talking a lot about NBA offseason rumors. Let's go ahead and float some NBA offseason rumors for next NBA offseason. It's never too soon. This is what radio is about in June, baby. Nick Friedel, ESPN's NBA reporter, he was on Get Up today, and he was talking about the future of the Philadelphia 76ers. It's not going to be a question about Harden. The question that is bubbling underneath the surface is, what happens with Embiid? If they bring Harden back and they say, all right, let's try it one more time. We've got Nick Nurse in here, Doc's out, change of pace, change of voice, and they still get knocked out in the second round. At what point does Joel Embiid stand up and go, you know what, guys? It's just not going to work here. And I can tell you a team right here, right now, that would love nothing more than to package every asset they got to go and land Joel Embiid in the future. And it's the Knicks. 
So I don't want to toot my own horn here, but I have actually brought this up before, Drew Carter. So it is on record that I have brought this up several times. I don't feel like it has any legs, but I too have questioned this because he's one of those guys that I feel like at some point, maybe at some point available to like a Pat Riley for the taking. Now, the reason I go that direction is obviously because I'm a Miami Heat homer and also because him and Jimmy Butler are BFFFL. Okay, so that's why. That's why I go that direction. But when I float it out there, when I've been on some of these basketball podcasts and whatnot, and I kind of bring it up, it's for the same reason that Nick Friedel just brought it up. This is a player who clearly is at the top of his game. He just won an MVP. He's an unbelievable player by all regards. And yet his time in Philly has not resulted in a whole lot of anything. He loves getting bounced in the second round of the postseason. Some of that is got to be on Joel's shoulders, but a lot of that is how things have gone around him and the mismanagement of how things have worked. The coaches take the fall. The managers take the fall. Everybody else takes the fall. Joel Embiid's not himself going to take the fall because he's such an unbelievable player and playing right now at the top of his prime. But what, at what point does Joel Embiid himself get sick of it and maybe try to force his way out of the Philadelphia 76ers? Well, I think the only problem with this theory, Amber, is that this year, Joel Embiid starts a four-year contract with the Sixers. He's getting mm-hmm. paid over $50 million a year, naturally, as he deserves. Which means if he's going to leave after next year, someone would have to give up everything but the kitchen sink for Joel Embiid. By the way, I found out the origin of that term today, the kitchen sink. It goes back to World War One when they said they're going to throw everything but the kitchen sink. Still don't totally understand it, but... For the sake of the argument, we all get it. You're going to have to trade a lot of stuff to get Joel Embiid to come to your team. And I just think that that would hamstring whoever ends up getting him enough that he'd probably be in a similar situation to what he's in in Philly right now. Like, let's say the Knicks do want to trade for Joel Embiid next year. What are they giving up? R.J. Barrett, Julius Randle. There's no way they part ways with Brunson, and, and right, they can't. they're decimating their team, you're right. saying? That's what I'm saying. You have to give up everybody, aside from maybe one star, plus a ton of draft picks, to trade for Joel Embiid. He won MVP this year. I mean, MVPs don't get traded. We've thought that in the past, though, right? We've thought that several times. I mean, look at what these guys are going for. It's nothing. I mean... John Collins ain't Joel Embiid. I get it. But like, look what he just went for. It's like a bag of chips because you're trying to. Kevin dump Durant the got traded for four first round picks and he's in his mid 30s. Rudy Gobert got traded well, for four first rounders. Yeah, the Rudy Gobert, the one, crushes my argument a little bit. But the way that things have been going with this new CBA and nobody and being people, uh, teams being concerned about going into that upper echelon there of the tax you have teams much more concerned about taking on these players with the huge salaries, even when they're incredible players. And so they haven't been as willing to trade some of the assets maybe under this new CBA in order to do that. In other words, we're doing you a favor by alleviating that pressure some with the salary tax. If we're going to go up into this upper tier here, then we're not going to give up as much in doing that. Joel Embiid makes a 51 the season after next. So this season, 47.6. Then he'll go up into 51 55, a player option for 59 million, and he would be an unrestricted free agent by 2027. 59 million, though, in 2026. Yeah, I just, I I don't see a team having enough to land Joel Embiid. And and if it is, it's got to be someone with a treasure trove of future draft picks, right? Like, how about the Thunder? The Thunder make a lot of sense as a landing spot for Embiid. It sounds kind of weird, right? 
It's Sounds very weird. Yeah. It's not as sexy as saying, "Hey, send him to send him to the Knicks." Like but anywhere else, basically. The Thunder. <laughs> not as sexy as anywhere else. The Thunder have as many draft picks in the future as anyone, and. You put him with a top 10 guy in Shea Gilgis-Alexander. They have a, a young core. I know they'd have to part ways with at least a couple players plus like 10 draft picks to get Embiid. But to me, that makes more sense than than in New York where, like, honestly, if we game this out, the Knicks would have to give up probably two of Brunson, Randall, and Barrett. I mean, you couldn't. You couldn't or you wouldn't have the team. I mean, the whole point right. of bringing in a Joel Embiid for any team would be to win now. Joel Embiid's not a player that you're bringing in to build for the future. That's that's the problem for me with the Oklahoma City theory, even though, yes, of course, they have the picks. They have the picks to go after anybody. But Joel Embiid isn't that player. Like, Joel Embiid is a player that you bring in to capitalize on the now. It's got to be a team that's in a better position to win now. And, yes, you're going to have to give up pieces, but you can't estimate your team to bring him in. But I think they're closer to contention than we might be giving them credit for. I mean, they were in the play-in this year. They've, they've got a true number one dude in SGA. And they have so much good young talent. I mean, I really think the Thunder will be contending within two or three years, and that could accelerate the process. And by the way, Philadelphia hasn't done a whole lot wrong around Joel Embiid. At a certain point, he's got to look in the mirror and say, maybe it's me. Maybe it's me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me, Joel Embiid. It's not everybody else's fault. You kind of can't have that conversation with yourself when you're also holding the MVP trophy. I would imagine that that is a hard thing to convince yourself of when you are quite literally the most valuable player in the entire league. Joe and Amber, the podcast. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! Splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the Launch Your Online Shop stage, to the First Real Life Store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. you have to do to listen to us is to tell your smart speakers to play ESPN radio. It is that simple. We are about to find out what is a big deal and what is not a big deal. Drew Carter filling in today for Joe Fortenbaugh. You can find him on social media at Drudel25. You can find me as well at Amber W Sports. Joe and Amber is presented by Progressive Insurance. Let's get things going. It's making headlines. Extra, extra, read all about it. But is it a big deal or not a big deal with Joe and Amber? James Steele, producer extraordinaire. Yeah, thank you. Uh, 
This Did you want deal. more of a no, I, sometimes, introduction some, than that? Yeah, sometimes you sometimes you explain the game, sometimes you don't. Um, oh, so let me go ahead confused. and do that. And yeah. while I'm explaining the game, I'm just going to tell you on air because it's really hard to tell you behind the curtain right now. Drew can't hear in his headphones, so there's that problem. I'm going to go ahead and explain the game while you guys back there figure that you're out. Good, Bristol. Oh, I'm getting I'm the back. back from He's Drew. Back. He's I'm back, back baby. Hear. There you go. Woo. Back like you never left. Uh, Big deal, not a big deal. James Steele is going to throw out some headlines for us, and we're going to let you know now that Drew can hear if it's a big deal or not a big deal. Let's get to it. I was actually enjoying the silence. Wow. <laughs> can I go back to that? You didn't miss Press my the voice. Button. How dare you? There it is. Uh, give me give me a sweet, sweet release. Right. Okay, I'm ready. It's a big deal, not a big deal that Drew doesn't like us. <laughs> Feels like a little bit of a big yeah, deal, no, but no, joke's no, on no, him because – He's here hanging out with us anyways. I did. So the Boston Bruins traded for former Hart Trophy winner Taylor Hall. Traded traded former Hart Trophy winner Taylor Hall to the Chicago Blackhawks today. Hall and the rights to pending unrestricted free agent Nick Foligno were sent to the Blackhawks Monday for the rights to defenseman Ian Mitchell and Alec Regula who are pending restricted free agents also. The move gives the Blackhawks a top-line winger. They compare with Connor Bedard, the long-presumed number one Overall pick from uh, whom Chicago is expected to take Wednesday in the NHL draft. Drew, big deal, not a big deal. Taylor Hall to the Blackhawks. Big deal. I think more so what it means for the Bruins than the Blackhawks. Uh, Boston is now in sell mode to get under the salary cap because last year's team was so good, almost too good. Now they have too many good players that are too expensive. So if this is the beginning of the Bruins splintering, I think maybe they missed their window last year, losing to Amber Wilson's beloved Florida Panthers in the first yeah. round. That that might have been it for them as a serious Stanley Cup contender. Now, as I say that, I'm sure they'll be back with a bang next year and will probably make some noise just like the Tampa Bay Lightning did after they were the best team in the league. And then they lost in the first round. They came back and won back-to-back Stanley Cup. So maybe that's what the Bruins will do. But I think it's a bad sign for their future. And really interesting for the Blackhawks, like – for those who don't know, Bedard is an almost Wembenyama-level prospect. This guy has been billed the next McDavid for the last couple of years. He's he's unbelievable. Playing with guys older than him by a couple of years, he was the best player on the ice in international play. He is special. And so you pair him with a former MVP in Taylor Hall, who always gets traded for nothing despite the fact that he's a really good hockey player. That's big for Chicago. So, yes, big deal for both teams. Yeah, I mean, Chicago obviously has been on a downturn now for quite a few seasons. Uh, third worst record in the league last season. It's the third year in a row that they haven't broken 30 wins. Uh, this feels like this all ends up turning around for Chicago with the direction that they're trying to head. Hall hasn't played at the MVP pace that he did when he was with the Devils, but he's still been a good uh, producer. Last season, he had a lot of injuries, so just 36 points over 61 games, but hopefully he'll be healthy for them this season. This is a big deal, James Steele. Yeah, I hate to see it. Bruins uh, not going to be good anymore. Too bad. All right, so Antonio... sarcastic. What? Uh, Antonio Brown's last NFL game was a memorable one. The wide receiver infamously removed his jersey and stormed off the field during a game against the Jets at the end of the 2021 season. The Bucks were down 14 points late in the third quarter of that game, and a shirtless Brown decided it was time to, to be done. Uh, the Bucks released him a couple days later. AB hasn't played in the league since. 
Uh, he addressed the situation Saturday on Tyree Kills and needed to be said podcast, quote, we are about to play the Jets and this week I'm, I am really hurt, he said. So I'm taking pictures to the coach. Like if we're going to win the Super Bowl, I'm going to need to take these last two weeks uh, of the regular season, at least to recover up so I can give you my best. We here to win a Super Bowl. So uh, Arians was like, hey, man, we ain't resting. And then, uh, quote, Tom called me like, yo, this week, man, the Jets, man, they sweep, man. I'm going to hit you with like 10 to 12 targets, Brown said. So he going to gas me up so you know me. That's all I need to hear. Like, yo, you're going to throw me the ball. I mean, big deal or not a big deal? Like this. Did, sure. I, just, Amber, I feel like I was listening to Antonio Brown speak. Amber, big deal or not a big deal that A.B. blames uh, Tom Brady for uh, for the end of his career there. I mean, this is not a big deal. It might be a big deal that he's about to face a class action lawsuit potentially from the Albany Empire players and coaches. Maybe that's a big deal. And Antonio Brown's life, more legal troubles, it appears, for Antonio Brown. But him blaming things on Tom Brady is certainly not a big deal. It feels like nobody loves to finger point more than Antonio Brown. And at this point, I think that we were all done hearing it a long time ago, Drew. Before I decide if it's a big deal or not a big deal, can I hear that quote again, James? <laughs> no, let's not. The whole oh, no. thing? Let's not make James cl- steal the quote. I closed quote. out the tab. This, I'm sorry. Hold this on. Reminds I'll look me, for it. This reminds me of a vintage ESPN radio segment on SVP and Rosilla when they would have Dan the Duke Davis rap. Uh, <sighs> that's that's kind of what this sounds like. Uh, James doing the Antonio Brown quote. Tom it's, called me like, yo, this week, man, the Jets, man, they sweet, man. <laughs> I'm going to hit you with, man. like, 10 to 12 targets. So he's going to gas me up. So you know me. That's also, all I need to hear. Jets are sweet. Jets like, are yo, you're going to throw me the ball. Well, no and, one and, has said that in the history of the universe before Aaron Rodgers joined that team. And the Jets are sweet, man. What's the point? Uh, like, Not offensively. I don't even understand how... How that lets Antonio Brown off the hook. I think you're right, Amber. I think he needs to focus more on that, uh, that little class action lawsuit from the Albany Empire. Antonio and Brown, just, just leave us alone, man. Team, TMZ published photos today of Tom Brady on a, on a mega yacht somewhere in Greece. I feel like Tom's doing just fine. Like, I don't think Tom's worried about Antonio Brown blaming him for anything on any podcast at this point. Did he have a date, though, in Greece? That's the question. He was with his kids from the pictures I saw. I didn't see I didn't see a date. I will update you if I see a lady okay. with okay. Tom Brady, but That's I have no information on the, uh, that at this current moment. That'd be a big deal, James. That would be a big deal. Yo, this segment, man. This segment. <laughs> Gas th- me it's, up. It's sweet, man. It's I'm going to hit you with, like, one more big deal or not a big deal, and then we can move on. Um, all right, so... Uh, Dennis Rodman had quite the hot take. Not a big uh, deal. Recently. Not a big deal. I promise you it's not a big deal, whatever he said. During a recent episode of Vlad TV, DJ Vlad asked Rodman about his thoughts on Gilbert Arenas' comments that Bird, Larry Bird would beat NBA all-time scoring champion LeBron James in a one-on-one matchup. Uh, the Worm vehemently disagreed with the three-time All-Stars claims and said that Bird, a Hall of Famer, wouldn't even have a job in the NBA if he played today. Quote, <laughs> if Larry Bird played in this era... I think he'd be in Europe, he said. Uh-huh. He'd be somewhere over there. His game was fit for Boston at that time in the 80s and stuff like that. Today's world, oh, hell no. There's no way. I'm not downplaying him because he's a great player at that time, just like I was. But I'm saying no, there's no way. Uh, Drew, big deal or not a big deal that 
Dennis Rodman thinks Larry Bird wouldn't be playing in Europe if he was playing today. <laughs> Not a big deal, but it is funny. Uh, do you think that that is maybe a little skewed by Dennis Rodman's own personal experiences against Larry Bird? Perhaps. But I think Larry Bird would be even better in today's NBA than he was back then with all the spacing and his passing. I mean, he's not as big, but he was kind of Joker before the Joker. His vision was insane. He was an amazing shooter. Can you imagine how good he would be in today's NBA? I I think Larry Bird played before there was even a three-point line for part of his career for the first few years. So if he played now, I mean, he'd be great. I think that's a crazy take. That's what's funny about the amazing shooter thing, right? Because he was an amazing shooter at the time. Not if you compare him to this time. But we can't do that. I mean, Drew's right. If you take Larry Bird and you put him today, but also you allow Larry Bird to train in the same way that the guys do today and have the nutritionists and have the trainers and the doctors and everything else and the facilities, and he's doing this from the time he's a child on up and he's here in this three-point shooting era, then yes, I would imagine Larry Bird would do just fine because he clearly had that skill set very much available to him where you're right. I think his game would fit in today. But if you pull the numbers of what we all thought was so amazing back then, it doesn't hold a candle to what's amazing today. So if you just take that Larry Bird and you drop him into today, but that's never a fair conversation. This is like this, these stupid arguments that we always have about players of the past. It's not a fair conversation because those guys wouldn't just be plucked and plopped. They too would have advanced. All right, one more quick one. Uh, LSU oh, you lied with L- all that. LSU up man. nine to two on the Gators oh, uh, right now in the top of the fourth. Big deal oh. or not a big deal, Amber? Amber? How long until I can there? pour myself a glass of wine? Amber? <laughs> they might get to what, 25 minutes tonight. left? Oh, my Top God. of the fourth. The, the two-out rally continues. What is Listen, it? no one can see two? you. Nine Nobody to can two. See me. So that's what you're saying? <laughs> Just go ahead and start drinking now. <laughs> I mean, this game's that bad. It might. I didn't say that. It I might mean, drive listen. me to it. Joe and Amber is presented by Progressive Insurance. None of the bosses are listening. It's fine. Maybe, maybe I'll pour myself a little something coming up next, and then I'm going to open up the phone lines to you. So things are really going to get crazy. Triple eight. Say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. This is the part of Joe and Amber where we invite you to join the conversation. Whatever your hottest takes are. Top five wide receivers in the league. What did you think of my list earlier? If you missed any of that, you can always check out the podcast on the ESPN app. Antonio Brown, his thoughts. Did James Steele pull it off with the quotes? You join the conversation. Triple H C A ESPN. We play some caller roulette next. Joe and Amber, the podcast. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. On the stretch here on Joe and Amber, Drew Carter filling in for Joe Fortenbaugh. We are about to get to your phone calls. Triple eight, say ESPN. That's how you join the conversation. Let's play some caller roulette. 13 black hot, no winner. Spin the wheel, make a deal. It's a game of chance. Let's play caller roulette with Joe and Amber. Let's spin it. 
Sean. Sean is calling us from New Jersey. Hey, Sean, thanks for the phone call. What do you have for us tonight? Hey, what's going on? How y'all doing? We're great, thanks. Outstanding. All right. Uh, My top five receivers, number one, I go Justin Jefferson, two, A.J. Brown, three, Tyreek Hill, four, oh, uh, oh, man. I can't think of his name now from the Raiders. Devontae, oh, Devontae Adams. Adams. Uh, we couldn't think of his name Devontae either. Adams. We both him. <laughs> and then I would go uh, DK Metcalf. DK okay, Metcalf. that's interesting. DK this Metcalf. isn't a bench press competition, yeah, Sean. I mean, this that's, is that's, best wide receivers. That's more about like top five guys who look like they'd be the best wide receiver, not necessarily top five guys who actually are the best wide receiver. A.J. Brown, though, was another snub by us. I did consider him heavily for my list. I don't have any problem with people who have A.J. Brown on their list. That one's fair. I love A.J. Brown. That guy must have been from Ole Miss, right? He had A.J. Brown and D.K. Metcalf on his list. Maybe. He's just, Maybe he's that's just upset he's that Ole Miss isn't playing baseball right now. So, By the way, it's 10-2 LSU. Oh, my God. <laughs> what is happening? You know, it's because I'm focused on this show, and mm-hmm. I don't have my head in the game, and I think my Gator boys need me, so I'm going to need to get off air and go get my head in the game. <laughs> I think that's the problem here is that I don't have my head in the game. Let's spin the right. wheel. Ten too. They're really trying to make us pay for last night, aren't they? <laughs> Woof. This is rough. Uh, mock? Is it mock or Motch in Alaska? Hey, thanks for the call. Go ahead. Mock or Motch? Okay, Motch. Thanks for the call, Motch. Go ahead. Mach. What do you have for us? Well, uh, usually I'm a regular with uh, Fitz and Harry, but I'm calling in about Larry Bird. Larry Bird from '84 to '86 had three best seasons anybody's ever had in a row. He won the MVP. He won the title twice. And they won over 65 games each year. You know, anybody that thinks that he wouldn't be able to play the same way he did then, now, has never watched it. Don't understand that. It's ridiculous. Thanks for the totally call, Mach. And also, thanks for switching shows. We appreciate you, <laughs> since apparently you're a regular there on Fitz and Harry. So thanks for giving Joe. He's and running Amber away a from try. Joe. Yeah, well, he is running away from Joe because Joe Fortenbaugh is actually filling in all week on Fitz and Harry. But we appreciate much. If you're a regular, like, you might need to update the phone line a little bit because not the best connection. I'm just (laughs) saying for a regular caller. But we do appreciate you chiming in. A lot of people are going to say that. A lot of people are going to say that about Larry Bird and find it a ridiculous notion that he wouldn't fit just fine in this era. I do think he'd fit just fine in this era, but it's always the argument of do you take that player for what they did at that time? So you're just pulling his stats from back then and plopping them into this era. All of a sudden, he ain't the MVP. He ain't close to it. Like it, we've seen so Yo, much in the Steph era of basketball that we didn't see. But that guy also wouldn't just get plopped into this era with the same stats. Is my point. Like he would also advance along with the sport. Larry Bird averaged thirty nine and six in eighty seven, eighty eight. Come on, a dub. Don't, I, be, don't be hating on Larry Bird, the I'm hick from French Lick. I'm not trying to hate on Larry Bird at all. I'm not trying to take anything away from Larry, no Larry Bird. Bird. He's Bird an incredible show. player. It's just this is the, the age-old conversation that we love to do with these guys in the NBA. Let's spit it.
Terrence. Terrence is our friend from Georgia. Hey, Terrence, what do you have tonight? I don't. I don't switch loyalties. I call every week. That's right. Uh, I know you want Damian down in Miami, Amber, but I would love to see him on the Knicks, and I would give up maybe. It's hard. I give up Grimes and. Ooh, I hate it, but Obi Toppin for him. Bro, come Terrence. Terrence, you act like that's hard for you as a Knicks fan. Are you kidding me? You, you got to do better than that, my friend. For Dame, like, that's oh my, hey, listen, Quentin Grimes, come on. He just yeah. wants to give up Grimes for Dame, nothing else. That's I, basically, yeah. Well, uh, I'm a Wolves anyway, fan, guys. Uh, Larry Bird would, Larry Bird would be phenomenal in any generation he played in. I, I, you know, I hate Larry Bird as a player, but. <laughs> But he would be. He, yeah. he would, would be. He, he would be phenomenal good. in any in any generation. That, that's I love one thing the idea on, of, of trading Dame for absolutely nothing. Which Ter- is what yeah. Terrence just I, hit us with a. I'll trade me your good player, and I'll give you, you know, no, a couple, nothing. maybe right. maybe one. I'll thing. just give you a body in return for your best player. The Wolves just re-signed Nas Reed. Do you think we can get Jokic for him? Well, I mean, we'll throw in a second that, rounder in a few years. That'd be but, great for you yeah. guys. I'd be I'd be so happy for you uh, if that's what happened. Let's spin it. Mike. Mike is in Manhattan. Hey, Mike. Thanks for the call. Go ahead. Hey, what's up? Uh, to me, I think it's time for Dame to make the move to Miami. He wants to win. I think he's set his time in Portland. They're not even close. They're better off uh, with the new era under Scoot Henderson. And I think the perfect fit in Miami. And if he's really serious about winning a title – That'd be the perfect scenario. The, Miami can give him the perfect amount of players and assets in return. So Dame's got to stop uh, messing around. If you want to win a title, I think South Beach is the place for him to be, and he'd be a, a perfect fit there with Buckets and Bam and the rest of that staff in Spo. And a title isn't necessarily the primary objective for every player. Like, we always assume that all these guys are so obsessed with the idea of winning a title. If you want to stay in Portland because you love living in Portland and you love that organization, then, like, all right, stay in Portland. But I think that there is this assumption with Dame that you're at the prime of your career. You're one of the most exciting players in the NBA. Go somewhere else. Win a title. Chase a title at this point. He can't go to Miami because he'd be joining a super team, and we'd have That's to criticize him team. as much as we criticized Kevin Durant when he joined this, the Warriors. You worked this take before coming on this show no, that, that d- the Miami I'm, Heat are a super team. Like, I want your take to be right, but like, we just I'm, lost I'm an this NBA bad finals boy out for the first That's, time. That's what the Warriors did before KD joined them, and okay. he was roundly they criticized. They also had won seventy three regular season Whatever. games. Whatever, the they made the finals. So you're saying the Heat are bad. In total trash in the regular season. This has been the Joe and Amber Podcast. You can listen to Joe and Amber live weeknights from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, or on your smart speaker. Joe and Amber, the podcast.